Hey, I'm Caressa. Hey, I'm Maddie. You're not watching the Disney Channel right now. You're listening to Dreadfully Twisted. So we're back this week. Maddie's back from vacation. Yeah, I'm back. I kind of miss the beach, but I'm happy to be back. So how was it? It was fun. Honestly, I'm not the beachiest person because I do not like sand and it literally gets everywhere. Yeah, I don't like sand either. And I was I was actually scrolling through TikTok the other day <laughs> and I get like, okay, so I get either true crime, obviously, cats, and then for some reason this video is random on my <laughs> TikTok, but it was a video of a doctor saying you shouldn't step barefoot on sand because th- this one person got hookworms oh from standing God. on the sand. Like, he was buried in the sand. He got hookworms all through <gasps> his body. You can literally see it, like, underneath the skin no. in the video. And I was like, I am never touching sand again. And I was thinking about you. I was like, she's on the beach oh right now. <laughs> okay, now, I didn't like sand before, and I definitely do not like sand now, so. <laughs> I didn't like sand because of the texture of it, but, like, after yeah. watching that video, I was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, the reason That's was. terrifying. The reason was because if like a dog poops or something like on the sand yeah. or like get in there and like whatever bacteria is on that mm-hmm. makes the hookworm happen oh, but like wow. this hookworm was like a special kind it was like underneath the skin you could see it the guy got like medical treatment and stuff yeah. and he's fine but i was just like i don't want to walk on sand ever yeah, again that is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> but other than the sand how how else was it it was great was, honestly didn't I you go for your cousin's wedding yeah the well, wedding was really nice even though it was like the did you get smoke or anything down there from it was foggy. Yeah, it was pretty foggy down there. It wasn't bad, though. Like, oh, it wasn't too bad. I was thinking Thankfully. about that, too, because I was like, like, it wasn't really foggy here either from, yeah. like, Canada mm-hmm. and stuff, but, like, the fires from Canada. Did you see New York? Yeah, it was oh, really bad. That was terrifying. I can't yeah. even imagine. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Well, um, so this case is very heart-wrenching. That's why I wanted to have a little bit of, like, light-hearted introduction because it's gonna go downhill real quick (laughs) um so again i saw this case scrolling through tiktok (laughs) and then whenever i was like watching the video because i was like in the middle of the video it really caught my interest because this is about another live streamer or youtuber or whatever you want to call them and yeah so um this is a very horrible, heart-wrenching case, and it's the story of Natalie McNally, um, and I felt like it needed to be talk about, talked about because this just happened in December of 2022. So everything that I say here is allegedly, since whoever they suspect that did the crime hasn't been, like, they've been charged, but yeah. they're not, they haven't went to trial yet. So everything I say here is allegedly, I'm not saying that he did do this, I'm saying that this is alleged. <laughs> I don't think I've heard of this case before. Oh, man. Well, I didn't hear about it either. <laughs> I didn't hear about it either, and it's so heart-wrenching. Okay, so <sighs> I gotta get my thoughts together because this has put me in a place of darkness. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie McNally was 32 and from Lurgan, Ireland. She was at the peak of her life and everything was going so well for her with a bright future ahead and her career was going places and she was advancing in it. So she was really excited every time people talked to her. She said how excited she was about her job and how much she loved it. Um, She was in the marketing department of a very huge transport company called TransLink and she had just discovered that she was pregnant. I lost my spot because my computer decided to go all the way down (laughs) to the page. Not at the top. Okay. <laughs> Love when that happens. <laughs> okay, so Natalie just discovered that she was pregnant. Natalie would be the first of her family to give her parents a grandchild. She was so excited to become a mother, which she was going to name him Dean if he was a boy or Zara if she was a girl. She was the only daughter of four children, and her brothers were very protective of her, and her family loved her so much. Okay, so she was independent. and was described as a wonderful person she would always stick up for herself as well as other people 
When Natalie was very young, she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, but she never let it get in the way of her life or get her down. She always just was headstrong throughout it from everything that I I read about it. Like, read about her. Like, she seems like she was such an amazing person. She was so beautiful. Like, I've seen pictures of her, and she was so pretty. Um... She was also an advocate for animal rights and women's political issues. It was something that she was very, very passionate about. She was very likable, loving, and caring, as well as being a very strong woman who knew when to fight for what she needed and what she wanted. It equaled out perfectly in her personality. She had so many friends who would do this so much for her as just, just as much as she would do for them. And at the end, I'm going to read a lot of stuff that people said, but she just sounds like an amazing person and like it's so she seems like somebody that i would want to be friends with like like, oh i feel like so connected to her in like a really weird way and i just felt like you know like she just seems like an amazing person like she's like the type of person that would light up a room yeah that's what she sounds like and from what i have read she has done that Where was I? Uh, so Stephen McCullough was the father of the baby that they were having and he was dating Natalie. Um, they have only been dating for a few months before she got pregnant. Stephen seemed to be just as excited as Natalie and seemed to be ready to be a father, even though it was such a surprise because they were only dating for a few months before she got pregnant. So they decided to take things slow as they still live separately and they didn't want to rush their relationship because of the child and wanted to do things natural and make their not like their bond develop naturally and develop on its own they didn't want to rush it and like make a child make them like you know do things they didn't want to do they saw each other on a regular basis and alternated between which houses they were over at like during the weekend like natalie would stay over steven's house on one weekend and then steven would stay over natalie's house Mm -hmm. the other weekend and vice versa steven mccullough was from woodland gardens in lisburn he started his original youtube channel in 2010 he started off reviewing um, Doctor Who's 11th Doctor Sonic Screwdriver toy, which <laughs> Jeremy actually has. <laughs> yeah. um, which also, like, it's kind of scary because, like, this guy, he's a YouTuber. He likes yeah. Doctor Who. He's, like, mm-hmm. he's kind of just like my boyfriend. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my boyfriend would, like, would never hurt yeah. me or anything. I'm not saying, like, um, but I'm just saying he just reminded me, like, they're relationship or reminded me of my boyfriend and i's relationship in a completely different way like not like he would never hurt me or anything (laughs) i'm not saying like that's what's happening here i'm just saying like it just really reminded me (laughs) because of the connection and everything so he would review the 11th screwdriver toy which started out his content as being the subject of just reviewing doctor who series and then he slowly transitioned it from just that to like merch and toys to other items and then he also would review like items from like the robot wars mm-hmm. like robot um stuff and then he did get um another youtube channel with his friend anthony but uh, they were doing something else they're doing like a tournament thing with that <laughs> i had like a superb <laughs> <laughs> he lost his mother heather in 2014 and then lost his dad john in 2015 so he lost his parents in a very short time frame Aww. And he made videos in their honor and on his YouTube channel. From my knowledge of researching this case, he didn't live stream often. He normally just made videos about him reviewing merch, items, and toys. It didn't seem like he actually really live streamed at like that much. So he just really made YouTube videos. Natalie was going to find out what gender of the baby that they were having on December 20th. However, she would never find that out since she was never able to make it to the appointment. Oh, man. Because oh, wow. on Monday, December 19th, 2022, Natalie and her unborn baby were found brutally beaten and stabbed to death inside of her home after emergency services were called by her frantic boyfriend, Stephen McCollin. He decided to go check on her after not hearing from her since 6 p.m. the previous day. A state pathologist stated she suffered compressions of the neck, stab wounds to the neck, and blunt, front, blunt force trauma to the head, and shown signs of defensive wounds, so this shows that she was trying to defend herself, but unfortunately, she wasn't able to. Um, whoever was attacking her, like, over, like, succeeded over her. So, that's really sad. That is so sad. That poor baby. And yeah. she was going to, oh, she was probably so excited. She, yeah, she was so excited. Her family was so excited. Everyone was so excited. And, so like sad. I said, she was going to be the first person to give her parents a grandchild. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. Like I was like <laughs> researching this. I was like this is so sad. <laughs> and like I'm laughing because like I'm sad. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Like 
it's a it's like a defense mechanism it just it's like, my comes, it's yeah. yeah it's definitely my defense mechanism whenever i'm nervous angry <laughs> literally any emotion i laugh me too and i'm trying to break out of that but i don't think that's ever gonna yeah. happen you guys know this i'm pretty <laughs> sure you guys have found this out by <laughs> this is episode three so. plus <laughs> since this case is so heart-wrenching i like I'm about to cry right now. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> so the police immediately secured the scene and got to work to find out who had done this horrendous crime. They came to the conclusion that she was murdered between 9 and 9.30 the night before on December 18th, just a little bit after she got home from her parents' house. So on December 17th, the day before Natalie and her baby were murdered, um, Natalie stayed over Stephen's house, which was like any other normal weekend together they had a regular time enjoyed each other's company and the next morning december 18th natalie had to leave and go back home because she had a lot to do that day she had to go feed her pets prepare for work the next day because it was her days off and then she was going to lunch with her parents at their house and then she stayed there watched the football world cup finals with her her and her family like her parents because they were huge football fans and would watch every big game together. Steven said he couldn't watch it with her because right after the game, he was going to go stream on YouTube. And Natalie said she might pop in later and say hi. And she was super supportive. She didn't care that he wasn't going to watch the game with her. She always was supportive of him his streaming or his um, YouTube content. And she didn't mind that he was going to do that. And she even liked the tweet about him streaming that day. Because he tweeted out. Because normally streamers will yeah. tweet out, hey, I'm live. Come, mm-hmm. Come like go into the chat or whatever and then so she she liked that tweet (laughs) and then when she was leaving her parents house after the game um she texted him that she was on her way home and this is when she said she might pop in later and say hi into his chat at the crime scene steven immediately gave them a name of a person who he thought had done this to natalie which is very suspicious (laughs) Yeah, the is. officers took note of what he was saying, but they were very suspicious at this since it was immediate. Like, immediately, the first thing he said was this person's name. He was like, oh, this person did this to Natalie. And they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, he wouldn't be, like, crying first and, like, you know, like, I feel like that's, like, later on. Like, you need to Yeah, like- yeah, like... And, like, he was frantic on the phone, but then whenever they got there, I think he was more, like, calm because, yeah. like, they said he was acting kind of strange. But, you know, everybody has reactions differently, so maybe that's just his process yeah. because he was the one that found her. So maybe that was just him processing it. Normally, like, the significant other is, like, the first person that they look at, too. So that's probably what he was thinking and was like, let me give them someone else to look at first. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um but they were very suspicious at this because he was the one who found her body and he was dating her at this time. And there was no forced entry and her dogs were not alerted when the person who killed her entered her home. Even Natalie's neighbors weren't aware of anyone entering her home either. And normally when dogs know someone, they normally don't bark or show signs of alertness. So like that's also another reason why the yeah. police was like, wait, dogs have to know this person. Mm-hmm. And they know Steven because he's there every other weekend. Yeah. So... <laughs> They, the police knew that Stephen had answers to some of their questions, so they arrested him at the scene and took him to the police station for questioning. However, Stephen provided an alibi. He said that he was live streaming on YouTube when Natalie was murdered, the time frame of 6 p.m. to midnight that day, so there was no possible way that he could be there because he was on stream, live, talking to, well, not talking to his viewers, but he was live on YouTube. So the police obviously looked into this alibi and they found that he was live streaming during the time of the murder, so they had no choice but to release Stephen. A little after releasing Stephen, they arrested another person. Um, this suspect's name has not been released and I yet because it, the, it hasn't been to trial yet, so I don't know if they will release that before then. Yeah. However, it is speculated that this person was the person that Stephen had mentioned when the police first arrived. Um, they ended up having to release the suspect as well because they had an alibi and the police could not find any evidence whatsoever that they were responsible for the murder. So the suspect was released on bond and wasn't able to be charged with Natalie's murder. I would forget what I was going to (laughs) say. I was thinking something while I was talking. (laughs) Please hold. (laughs) (laughs) Dial up and my head's going off right now. (laughs) Um... 
I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm just going to move It'll on. It'll come back. It'll probably come back. It'll in like come five back. <laughs> but during examination, they found that she was 15 weeks pregnant at the time of her death. And they found that she was having a baby boy. So from here on out, I'm going to address the unborn child as little baby Dean. Because that's what she was going to name him. Aww. If it was a boy. The investigation continued with no other suspects, so police decided to try to look for possible CCTV CCTV footage. That's really hard to say. Talking (laughs) is hard. Please excuse it. (laughs) Please excuse us. (laughs) So they were um, looking at the CCTV footage to help guide them in the right direction. They felt like they couldn't, like they wanted to find out who did this because the crime was so brutal. And I think I remember what I was going to say. The police did say that the crime scene was like really bad to look at. Um, I don't know why I keep saying, um, I just, because I'm trying to like, <laughs> I need to stop saying, um, the police went through more than 4,000 hours of CCTV footage. They scanned the footage frame by frame, second by second. They were looking so intently to find any clue of, who had who could have done this and they were looking at it like literally like stopping looking at it, stopping looking at it, looking at every single frame trying to see mm-hmm. if they could find anything and then just when they were starting to lose hope in finding who had done this horrible crime they finally found something at 8 52 p.m on december 18th 2022 the day of the murder the footage was grainy but they saw a figure of a man walking down the street entering natalie's neighborhood the person in the video is wearing all black or dark clothing. You can't really tell because it's so grainy, but it's dark clothing. Carrying a backpack and their face was unable to be seen. They had like a hood up and you couldn't really see their face. Oh, well, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they were walking casually. So yeah. like some people like maybe it was December. So maybe it was cold mm-hmm. in Ireland. I don't know. Yeah, it could have been like a coat or something. But, but like, I don't still know. Still kind of suspicious. A little bit like, suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> And then less than 40 minutes later, they see another man walking in the opposite direction of Natalie's house. But this time, they were wearing lighter color color clothing. The footage was still grainy, and they still couldn't see the face of the man. Police believe this was the same man as a previous footage due to their build, height, and the way that the person walked. So they believed it was the same person. They just changed clothes or something. And they believed it was the murderer leaving the scene. Which is absolutely terrifying because if you look at the CCTV footage, and I could show you if you mm-hmm. want, they were so calm and collected. They were walking just like a normal person. Oh, like they were walking yeah. like they are just going home from work or something. Oh, like, and they just seemed like a regular person like doing mm-hmm. daily tasks of walking down the street. Like it's absolutely terrifying. Just to think that like after murdering somebody, allegedly this is the person. Yeah. You just walk like terrifying. a normal person just walking down the street like it's just i don't know this is why i'm scared to go out alone (laughs) oh i don't go anywhere (laughs) alone i had so (laughs) little side story because this is so sad normally on fridays we get pizza and normally i don't go literally anywhere by myself i don't go to the gas station by myself i don't even pump my gas (laughs) like i know how to pump gas but i don't do it because jeremy my boyfriend will do it for me just because he's such he's so nice and you know but literally, if I have to go, like, to Dollar General or something, I either ask Jeremy mm-hmm. or ask one of my sisters because I don't want to go by myself. Yeah. No, <laughs> and since my other not. sister lives, like, 20 seconds down the street, I'm like, hey, like, the one time I had to go to Joan Fabrics because I also have, a, like, a side crafting business and I was, um, I needed <laughs> iron on vinyl for an order. So I texted her, like, while I was at work and I was like, hey, you doing anything after work later? <laughs> she was like, no, why? I was like, can you go to Joan Fabrics with me? <laughs> she was like, I love it. I love she was it. like, yeah, I can. <laughs> so I took her to Joan Fabrics. <laughs> I don't go anywhere alone. Nope. But today, we normally get pizza on Fridays and that, that was my whole story. And normally Jeremy and I will like go somewhere like around here. Mm. Like he'll, we'll go together. He'll like drive and then he'll go in and get it so i don't go anywhere by myself literally anywhere (laughs) and i was at work you know it was like four o'clock or it was actually it was lunchtime it was like noon and jeremy's like what do you want for dinner tonight And he's like pizza and i was like sure yeah we'll have pizza and he was like you want to get papa john's so i had papa john's is by my work Mm because my work is 15 minutes away from where i live and i was like uh i was like i really don't want to but i know if i don't like bring it home at five then we won't eat till like nine o'clock and i was like i probably will be hungry by that time so i was like okay 
I was like, fine, I'll get Papa John's. So I ordered it at four o'clock mm-hmm. right before I left work. And then I had to go inside by myself. I was oh, terrified. No. I was literally, I parked literally right in front of the building. <laughs> and I was like, this is so scary. I would have like walked as fast as I possibly could have. Oh, I, I locked my car. I went in there. I literally had my keys, just my keys. Cause I left mm-hmm. everything else. Cause I didn't want to struggle. Cause I knew I had to carry like two pizza boxes and like, and my keys already. So that's going to be too much for me to carry. Yeah. So I go in and I'm like standing there and the guy's like, well, I'll be right with you. And I was like, okay. And then a guy and, like, his daughter come in. So, like, I don't feel, like, as, like, scared now because he has a daughter. Mm -hmm. She was, like, five or something. And then, so I got the pizza and I was leaving and he opened the door for me. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then I immediately got in my car. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Gotta go, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell you another story, but maybe I'll tell you that at the end of the the podcast episode. You guys are gonna have to wait. (laughs) Yeah, because, um... (laughs) <laughs> it was it was funny but anyway <laughs> since we derailed this conversation of this we're going to go back into it um i'm sorry i digress <laughs> we needed this little this little break from this little funny story of me being terrified of going anywhere by myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so the police kept searching the cctv footage hoping that they can connect a trail of where this person came from their path that day where they ended up on december 18th just finding out, like, the time frame and, like, where this person came from and stuff like that. According to court records, they found additional footage, some of which have not been released yet, but other ones have been. One of those videos was in the neighborhood of Lisburn, where Stephen was from, and this footage was on a bus. The person on the footage of the, on the bus pulled their hood down, and they had a scarf covering, like, the more majority of, their, of his face. So, it was, like, around, like, his nose. Like, you know how he wore, like, yeah. a mask? Mm-hmm. So, it was, like, right here maddie can see but you guys can't so i'm sorry (laughs) like right where your nose is so it was like covering his mouth and stuff as he was paying for his ticket he dropped some coins on the floor and had to pick them up but was having very much difficulty with picking them up because he was wearing large black gloves could be cold in ireland december i have no idea we live in the united states so i don't know if it would be cold in there so in the video you see him taking off the black glove like the black gloves to pick up the coins and underneath the black gloves you can see he was wearing yellow surgical gloves oh no <laughs> or maybe cleaning gloves or something yeah. like yellow you know that texture which detective mcginnis stated the glove would be consistent with the trace of the marigold cleaning glove that was on the stain in natalie's blood at the crime scene um anyway the route of this bus would have been the same route if you would go to lisburn to where natalie lived in lurgan the bus station confirmed that whoever was on that bus would end up past that CCTV footage camera or at or around 8.50 p.m. So the timeline starting to match up. And at this point in the investigation, they now believe that that person on the bus was the same yeah. person in the other footage. Oh, wow. And then this is where I kind of get confused because they talked about somebody walking past that CCTV footage again in lighter clothing. But then a taxi pulled up in front of Natalie's house, which was reserved. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I talk fast, so I apologize, guys, if I am talking really fast. I can't help it. No matter how much I try to slow down my words, it sounds like to me I'm talking slower, but I don't want to talk so slow that I'm like, you know, (laughs) so I'm sorry if I'm talking really fast. I will try to slow down. And that's why I stuttered. I do the same thing. A taxi pulled up in front of Natalie's house, which was reserved for someone else. The driver told police that a man entered the taxi, just like opened the door. It was like, hey. (laughs) And he started begging, begging to be taken back to Lisburn to get home to take care of his mom, who was sick and he needed to get home to her. And he told him like this whole story. So the taxi driver felt bad for the guy. So he took him back to Lisburn. The GPS data was taken from that taxi and it was confirmed that the driver dropped someone off at the address of Stephen McCulloch. There it is. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Then, three minutes after the taxi was there, Stephen's phone turned back onto the towers. Which shows that Stephen turned his phone off at the time that Natalie and baby Dean were murdered. Hmm. Yeah, but you have to keep in mind... He was streaming on YouTube at the time. So. I wonder if he. Do we have it like recording upstairs or something? Sh- and I'm like. <laughs> You'll find out. Okay. 
So after Stephen was ruled out as a suspect, he refused to cooperate with investigators with any details regarding the murder scene and how it looked before they got there. So he was starting to be uncooperative. And on January 5th, Detective McGinnis stated that they found the murder weapon and it came from inside Natalie's home. So the killer entered the house unarmed and then used her own knife in her house to attack her. I hate that. Yeah. I absolutely hate that. The, it's like the irony of it's your it own. It is. Your own. But that family. also shows that this person had to have known the out like the yeah. outline of her house and know where, where else would like you know how would he even know i mean yeah it's in the kitchen I, but yeah. like you wouldn't you have to go through like every single every drawer single and at drawer. that point natalie's gonna be like what are you doing like yeah. like why are you and like obviously she, and, like mm-hmm. there is no forced entry yeah so and if he was going through all the drawers obviously it would make like a huge noise yeah and she'd be like what's going on yeah um so that's that's terrifying that that is terrifying uh, that's like one of my biggest fears me too me too like uh just the fact that like how can someone be so like unprepared at that like sometimes at at a point but like also like you have to use their own stuff in their house yeah it's just it's it's ironic and sad it's also very strange because before Natalie's murder, Stephen had only met her parents once or twice. Yeah. Once or twice? Once or twice. Again, they were only dating for like a few, like a few months, I think. I couldn't really yeah. find exactly how long they've been together for. But he only met them once or twice. And after she... Flag. It is a red flag. <laughs> but after she was murdered, he was around her family a lot. And was always in contact with them. Red flag number. <laughs> I don't know what red flag this is. But yeah. <laughs> he was, she was, uh, yeah, he was in contact with her family a lot. And he kept asking them about the murders and kept asking about the progress. Oh, my gosh. It's also another red flag. Why? Because yeah. the person Huge normally, whenever somebody's like, hey, what's the progress of this? And, like, try to get involved. They normally have something to do with it. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> allegedly. Because they haven't gone to trial yet. <laughs> I was actually debating whether or not I wanted to do this case because I was afraid that since it hasn't gone to trial yet, if I would have enough information. But I think I do have enough information for this. And if once they go to trial, it's going to be probably forever. I can always do an update later. Yeah, after everything changes, like, you can always update. We'll update you guys. Yeah. (laughs) And at one point, Stephen left his phone in Natalie's parents' house and recorded about 40 minutes of audio. So it's believed that he was trying to see if they suspected him on the murder or not, or he was trying to get like more information. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> That's so eerie. It is. They were being recorded without them even knowing. That's like that is one of my worst fears too. Like ugh. It like gives me chills. Yeah, this whole case freaks me out. Yeah. Because it's just scary and it's so sad and natalie was such a sweetheart she was so beautiful and she did not deserve and her little her baby, baby dean. yeah little baby dean he didn't get to like live his baby. life and it's he just had a sad whole life ahead of him and yeah. so did she with baby dean yeah because she so was sad. only 32 way too young yeah um at this point police really believe steven had something to do with this crime however how could Stephen be in two places at once? Because remember, he was streaming on YouTube mm-hmm. and they believed that he was at the murder scene. Since he was live streaming live on YouTube from 6 p.m. to midnight on December 18th, well, police decided to go back and analyze the live stream. After extensive technical examination of his devices by cyber experts, they came to the conclusion that the stream was indeed pre-recorded. <gasps> wow. And was played out on YouTube as though it was a live stream. So you can do this technically. Um, with my knowledge of live streams, it's possible. You can re- pre-record it as like you're streaming. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah, you use OBS. I even use it whenever I do my cricket making mm-hmm. videos. But And Jeremy does it whenever he streams because I sometimes watch him whenever he yeah. streams. And I know how it works because he's a streamer. So mm-hmm. like... This is also another reason why, like, I was interested in this case yeah. because he's a streamer. Yeah. I know, like, the detail, like, the the technicalities of it pretty much. But, yes, you could technically, because sh- technically, Jeremy streams and then he still has that video later. He can yeah. download it 
and it's technically pre-recorded at that point Mm -hmm. but this so i was going into how it could work so you just act like you're streaming record it and then whenever you want to upload it to youtube you can just do a live again and just play that video back that's crazy and make it look like you're live streaming because wow. you're playing that video back yeah because oh others like streamers do it all the time like like the streamer awards i think may have been live but like there's other times when, like a streamer will like replay his old stream yeah. like video because mm-hmm. we watch it all the time and so like yeah like you can pre-record it and then upload it later that's so crazy oh no i explained way, way down in my notes <laughs> So police asked Stephen about this, and eventually Stephen acknowledged that the fact that his live stream was pre-recorded, and said uh, instead he was at home drinking, and then he fell asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I Makes love the sense. I love the face that you just. <laughs> if you guys could see our facial expressions, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just so funny because she like. <laughs> glared at me and i'm like what i didn't do anything wrong i didn't kill i someone. was glaring at steven <laughs> i know steven isn't here but i was still glaring at steven <laughs> okay before we get dysfunctional here <laughs> i'm sorry that was just a fun like it wasn't funny but it was just funny how you looked at me you're like mm-hmm. like just so much sass sure. so the more that they were watching the stream the more they realized it was premeditated after finding out it was pre-recorded because not only did he pre-record this, but he also left multiple hints and clues all throughout his stream. Smart. Yeah. Real smart, Steven. <laughs> and obviously, it being pre-recorded made it seem like he had an alibi. To start, the name of the stream was odd in general. It was named The Violent Night Christmas Gaming Stream. Let me read that again. The Violent Night Christmas Gaming Stream. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Where he was playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Which this kind of makes sense with the name of the ga- like the game, yeah. the name of the stream. GTA is very vicious. It's very violent. To a point. It's also fun to play. Yeah, I like GTA. But <laughs> beside the point, not talking about me liking video games right now. <laughs> but when you put the other clues with the name, it makes it much more terrifying with what he had planned. And you also find out he pre-recorded the stream, like his video, December 13th and 14th, a couple days before he killed Natalie. Oh my god. So that was premeditated. Yes, because (laughs) he killed her on December 18th. Yeah. So that was four to five days before. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly. Remember that word. Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Did you hear that? Allegedly. (laughs) And I will play video clips in this um, as we talk. He made it seem as though he was live because he took multiple breaks in the stream, which streamers normally do this. Jeremy streams three hours, so he takes like one, one or two breaks, but they're only like five minutes. Steven did like 10 to 15 minute breaks, which some streamers do like do. Like we watch... Moist Critical, his name's Charlie. He takes like 15 minute breaks, but he streams such a long time that it makes sense for him to do it. So yeah. since Steven was streaming mm-hmm. six hours, <laughs> it makes sense for him to take a break like every yeah. hour, I guess. And he also made up an excuse for why he wasn't interacting with the chat because when you stream, you see the live chat. Yeah. And you talk to and your you talk to them, talk yeah. to your viewers. I do it with Jeremy all the time. Whenever I watch his stream, I like, hey, and I like talk to him, and I, I can hear my dogs barking. Yeah. I'm like, what are they doing? And, you know, you talk to him. Um, I don't know why I'm getting all nasally right now. <laughs> um, he said it was because he was having issues, and because he didn't also doesn't want to be the streamer who only focuses on the chat the whole time. He also said he didn't want to pull up the chat on his phone and gave reasons or excuses for that as well. He also made a very huge point to make sure all of his live streaming equipment and, and it was all working properly because he was having issues with his PC. So I will say my thoughts after I play this video. Where would it end tonight? Well, because this streaming software is kind of up the left, it means I can't check the live chat. 
which is a real shame. So, by all means, talk amongst yourselves. I could use my phone to dip in every now and again and uh, check it, but I've decided that I kind of hate live streams where people just sit and read comments and go, Oh my God, yes, ask me questions, better. Um, and also, if I go on my phone for too long, I'll end up just scrolling through TikTok and the amount of time that I've lost scrolling through TikTok is unbelievable. So, yeah, phones away. Can't look at the live chat for some bloody reason, because if I do, it makes the whole thing freeze and OBS just screws up. Right, yeah, so um, I need to get my anxiety about whether or not the stream will crash just out of the way, otherwise it'll affect the whole bloody thing. But yes, um, if you have questions, comments, opinions, anything like that, tough. <laughs> what, what I want this to be, right, is... Do you know, like, when you used to watch Big Brother back in the day, when, like, E4 had, like, a, a live stream that ran, like, all night and was just live footage from the house? It's kind of going to be like that. So, you know, like, you can dip in, you can dip out, that sort of thing. And meanwhile, I'm just going to be focusing on playing the game. All good? All good. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> let that sink in for a second. <laughs> yes, let that sink in. Because that's a stupid reason. It's a stupid reason. It's a stupid reason. It's a stupid reason. One, whatever happens with your PC, you can still see the live exactly. chat. You exactly. can always see the live chat. Jeremy always has his live chat up. He always can see it. Or you can pull up another browser mm -hmm. on his other monitor and be like, oh, there's my live chat right there. Yep. I don't know if Stephen had two monitors or not. Jeremy has three. But if he did have one more, if he had one or more, if he had one, if he had at least two monitors, <laughs> he should have been able to pull up the chat. And saying a reason that if he pulls up the chat on his phone on YouTube, that he will be scrolling through TikTok. What? That doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. And he also said later that the reason he couldn't pull it up on his phone was because it would mess with his internet connection. Okay, that's a lie because I can go live on facebook yeah with my um side business and jeremy could be streaming and we're fine i could exactly. have the ps4 or ps5 downloading games all night and he can he can stream and like he needs a lot of internet connection for that because he has two mm -hmm. computers and um three monitors so he needs a lot of internet connection but he has his setup by hdmi so my whole point is having a youtube video up of your chat would not interfere with your Wi-Fi. Yeah, definitely not. And there's no excuse why he couldn't check chat. He just... He just made all these excuses that don't made, even make any sense. And if it was me watching a streamer and they said, oh, just talk amongst yourselves, I don't want to talk to you, I would feel a little... Yeah. Like they didn't care about mm -hmm, me. Exactly. I like the streamers that talk to their viewers. Mm -hmm. Every streamer that we do watch always talks to their viewers yeah. or at least looks at the chat, acknowledges what they're saying, mm -hmm. and then continues. Exactly. Not saying oh it's up to, sorry it's up to you yeah. like you're just being a jerk at that point mm -hmm. like oh it's just so frustrating <laughs> so frustrating so frustrating <laughs> oh. i also forgot to mention steven had thirty-five thousand subscribers on his youtube channel wow let that sink in and i also looked because obviously i looked at the stream a little bit yeah. i picked out the clips that i wanted I didn't watch the whole six hours because even watching the clips that I did, it made my stomach so uneasy mm -hmm. and I felt so sick watching yeah. it. And I apologize that I am playing back the the recordings, but how he describes things is so eerie and you just need to hear it for yourself yeah. because I can't describe it. And allegedly, allegedly, he's a monster. Yeah. So I want you to see it for yourself. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Keep that in your mind. Allegedly. <laughs> it's my favorite word today. <laughs> but I just, uh, yeah, it's, I, I can't fathom it mm -mm. at all. Like, nope. <sighs> okay. So the CCTV footage mentioned earlier made the time frame for Natalie's murder between 9 and 930. I already said this earlier when the police said it, like whenever they was at the crime scene or were at the crime scene. Which makes us believe that Steven had planned out completely starting the stream at 6 p.m. and ended around midnight. Also known that it was pre-recorded at least a week before the murder um, is also 
absolutely terrifying and horrible. How could he even plan that? When I say he had it planned out to a T. That is terrifying. You'll see he had it literally planned out to a T. Because there's other stuff. Oh, man. (sighs) About three hours into the stream, Steven takes a side mission in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Which this mission does not need to be done to advance in the game, nor was it required in the game. It was completely an optional mission. I understand, yeah, you want to take optional missions. I want to do it all the time. But just the fact with everything else, the fact that he took this mission in this stream is weird. So, the name of the mission was the Waste the Wife mission. Which involved killing a female character and making it look like an accident. Well, that's convenient. Yeah. Yep. I need to use my phone to check the fucking live stream comments either because I'm pretty sure that will fuck with my internet and uh, fuck with this stream. So that's good, isn't it? Yeah. So that was him describing the Wi-Fi. But really let me go into. Talk like an accident. Well, that's all right. I've made my entire life look like one. What? yeah so in it he said well that's an accident about him killing the female character and he said my whole life was one and he laughs i'm just trying to wrap my head around this whole thing i just i cannot even now remember natalie was murdered between 9 and 9 30 p.m on december 18th remember that you know that i said it five times now <laughs> Around three hours and 15 minutes into his stream, Stephen paused and took another break that lasted about 10 minutes. Normally, when streamers take a break, they put on a Be Right Back screen or whatever screen they want to put up that they created for breaks. And they themselves have to select which screen they want to show, either by toggling buttons on like the keyboard or they have to go into the extended version to go into their stream software, which is normally OBS, change their screens manually and it's a long process i asked jeremy about this he just like described it to me but i couldn't follow it (laughs) it was very long so i know that you have to like go into the obs you have to click the screen and blah 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 and choose on purpose which screens you want to display but at around three hours and 15 minutes when steven took his break which makes it around 9 15 p.m the be right back screen got replaced with an image of the cover of a james bond movie called no time to die the signs are literally all there. I'm like, the fact, oh, it's making me mad. <laughs> if you look up on Google, in quotations, time to die, the only thing that pops up in Google images is the James Bond movie cover, No Time to Die. So he was pretty much saying, allegedly, that at 9.15, it was time for Natalie to die. Oh my god. Now remember. This is pre-recorded. Yeah. He had the time frames all, allegedly, Mm -hmm. planned out. So, Stephen explains that he accidentally dropped his microphone and headset on the keyboard and accidentally shown the screen. Okay. Okay, Stephen. (laughs) I will play this video, um, but I have to find it. So, give me one second. I'll tell you something. I made a real pig's ear of that. I just sat down and I pulled the controller and the headphones off the table, which hit the keypad, which um, it's apparently hotkeys are still connected, so it um, it went on to something else for a little second. Yeah, anyway, uh, I have returned. Okay, Stephen. So... I understand whenever you do a live stream, if you do have it set up to be hotkeys, it will switch back and forth from your be right back screen to your stream. He had to have had that image already built into his be right back screen mm-hmm. or he had to have it up on his computer already before before clicking that. Yeah. So there you have it. Seems to me on pur- it was on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, uh, yeah. I can't, because, like, the proof is literally all here. And like. then, knowing that the stream is pre-recorded, it makes this 
mistake in quotations even more eerie that like he planned it out exact (laughs) however knowing that this stream was pre-recorded makes this even more eerie knowing that he planned out exactly what time Nile was going to be killed that's terrifying it really is terrifying his girlfriend that he was having a baby with so there was another clue when he was driving in the game and it sounds like he says natalie's name and he gives the camera a weird look as if he knows something we don't oh my god so i'll play that clip here too uh-huh yeah that's that's physics that's that's what would happen in the real world absolutely absolutely i've seen it yeah he like did like that look like huh like huh uh-huh. but you can see him say absolutely yep. natalie yep. like okay yeah say your girlfriend's name yeah. that you just murdered <sighs> i can't even wrap my head around this also knowing this was pre-recorded so he planned out all these clues and you know what's even more sad Natalie thought that he was streaming at the time that he killed her. Oh my god. Allegedly killed her. And she liked the tweet. She was very supportive. Poor Natalie. I feel so bad. I know, she deserves so much more. And then, during the stream, Stephen makes consistent remarks trying to solidify his alibi, maybe by saying he has been drinking all day, and during the stream, that he would not be driving or leaving the house and that he will just go right to sleep after the stream he says that multiple times there is actually a clip sorry for another clip um of him saying that simple to realize i'm literally going to be drinking and driving in the game by the way i'm I'm not leaving the house tonight okay (laughs) he said i'm literally gonna be drinking and driving tonight and then pauses and says oh in the game by the way i'm not leaving the house tonight Because that makes sense, Steven. And every time he addressed or talked to his viewers, he said something along the lines of, how's your night been? But then he wouldn't answer if they asked him how his night was, because obviously. Yeah. Yeah, And he actually live. (laughs) He also stated how busy he was going to be in the year coming up, which would be 2023. Like knowing he was going to get arrested. And how Christmas was going to be great this year. Oh, my God. He also talked a lot about crimes were on the rise in Ireland and how the police isn't going to be able to keep up with it and that he would just stick to doing crimes in video games. Somewhere recently, like the, the amount of police force that we have lost over the last 12 years is just fucking frightening and no wonder crime is on the rise. That's why I love sticking before going on to rant about... He, at the end, because you can't hear it because it cut off, but... He said, that's why I'll be sticking to crimes and video games. He openly admitted to doing crimes. Like, what? Okay. (laughs) And then he also talks about how you should keep in contact with the ones you love because he doesn't have many people left, but the ones he does have left, he loves so much. Wow. That's all right. I've made my entire life look like one. I'm replaying this one. Sorry. It's christmas it's a time of togetherness you know so like whenever i'm taking breaks text a loved one you know or friend or just you know family member someone you haven't spoken to in a long time get a little text and go merry christmas how's things if it's someone that you've fallen out with or someone that you've just not spoken to in a long time because you know it's life life gets in the way i'm a little text let's go Merry Christmas. It's like what Bill Murray says at the end of Scrooge. You know? It's never too late. There's someone we call. Or text, I suppose, would be... I don't know. Message them? Is that the, um... The correct way of speaking? I don't know. I don't have too many loved ones in my life, but the ones I love, I love with all my heart. So, you know, at least I've got that going for me. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? Normally, 
streamers do say that those those towards the those sorts of things and i appreciate when streamers do those sorts of things like they say text a loved one love love your person that you haven't texted in a long time like a friend or somebody you know but the fact that he's saying this is i think i'll say my reasoning later but go ahead you're gonna talk yeah he literally like basically admitted to all of this yeah. I just can't even, I can't and even, like, put my head around it. Really quickly, you guys probably heard my neighbors. They have really loud cars, so I apologize if you hear them, because we are in my living room, and that's at the front of my house, and they're across the street, and they have really loud cars, so I apologize if you just heard that loud car just now. But, Maddie, go ahead. <laughs> I just can't even, because, like, the fact that he, he would say that, that's, like, such a dig towards her. And after her, he did that. Like, and her family, knowing yeah. that they're not going to be able to talk to her anymore. Mm i can't even that's horrible so i'm gonna play um before i play the last clip um i'm gonna play just a series of clips that i took from his thing that i just i kept pausing it and i kept playing it so here is that clip just other things that I thought were like important. But the first clip here that I'm going to play is from the start of his stream and how he said hello to everyone. Hey, and we're live. Hello, everyone. Um, yeah, a little bit out of the blue, this, isn't it? But um, hang on, my levels are just a nightmare. There we go. Bring that down a little bit. Uh, and that could be a little bit better framed but uh that's the fun of being live uh yes so hello hello to all on this glorious sunday evening um yeah so i just thought why not i'm gonna do a live stream because uh this day next week is christmas uh so what more could you want for christmas other than a, a an evening with your old pal steven um, I genuinely do not know how long this stream is going to last for, and I've decided I'm gonna play around with it and do something a little bit different. Um, I've, I wanted to do a live stream, and I've been wanting to do one for quite some time now. Only trouble is, there's a, there's a couple of elements, shall we say, that have been preventing me from doing anything. Elements. Uh, mostly it, it has been work, and, um, it has been stuff in my private life it's also been the fact that this computer is on its last legs uh the fact that i've had so many youtube videos to work through uh it's all been a bit of a nightmare yes it has in fact uh to tell you a wonderful little story all this past week i have been trying to hook up a ps3 to this then he goes into saying how he's having computer issues and how he has hooked up his ps3 that's why his chat's not working but I wanted to play the beginning because he said he's been having issues or things have been delaying him from his private life. Elements. And elements. Elements. In quotations. And just how he started the stream. Remember earlier I said he never streamed, really? Yep. So he was trying to be like, oh, I want to do a stream because next week's Christmas. And, you know, I, he never does a stream. So all of a sudden he wants to stream for an alibi. Here's another clip. Please and thank you. Because, um, fuck the government, basically. That's, uh, in the standpoint I have at the moment. And, um, I don't think that's going to change. Because, uh, I think pretty much everyone's getting screwed over. Especially people that have the hardest jobs. Anyone in the NHS. Ambulance crews, especially, they're getting really fucked over. Um, pretty much, yeah, everyone is getting screwed. That um, isn't a rich banker. Pretty much all of them, like fire brigade, police. Like I was reading somewhere recently, like the, the amount of police force that we have lost over the last twelve years is just fucking frightening and no wonder crime is on the rise that's why a lot of sticking to just doing crimes in a video game keeps things simple mate <clears throat> doors off mate 
You've lost. Get the fuck out of the car. I'm wearing a suit. Get the fuck out of the car. Daddy needs a spanking boss. No one's coming to save you. So I'm going to stop it. He went into saying about the police or from earlier, the video that cut off earlier. He said it's simple to do crime in video games. The other clip there was he said, no one's going to save you. That is just creepy. That is just really creepy. The spirit of the devil inside my live stream camera. Yeah, you. I think I've realized yeah. because every time I slightly move, I'm wobbling the, the computer desk. I'm, I genuinely feel like, see, whenever I do a live stream, I genuinely just feel like any thought that I have, there is no filter between my brain and my mouth. I just start talking. Because I hate dead air, you know, like I, I come from that sort of background. I used to be on a radio show for fuck's sake. So, um, yeah, dead air equals bad. I'm only supposed to go. Yes, they are. How convenient. Got the pray and spray and voice point. Where the fucking hell was that? Was it back the way? Well, I just wasted a gigantic amount of time. Zaz all round. Ah, oh, fuck off. You don't know me. You don't know what I've suffered. Get the fuck out of me, why? So I played that because he was in a happy tone and then it all of a sudden changed when he said, you don't know me. He went yeah. to like a creepy like... It seemed like he was like getting like personal, like trying to talk to like... Another yeah, hint. Like... I need to kill this bitch. I need to take her down. Cause I won't pass the mission if I don't get this bitch to die. Tra la la. Doing a great job fucking up my own car, like never mind her. Doing the same shit again. So in that, he was saying that, that was the mission about him ki- killing that female character and making it look like an accident, and that was him singing, saying that he needed to kill her. Yeah. So terrifying. So the last um, clip that I will play. Oh, really quick. This this is a uh, video clip of him saying that he, like, worrying about him being still alive. I am. I'm still alive. Good. <laughs> so he kept, throughout the whole entire thing, making sure he was live. This stream with none of you watching at all. Um, just by saying Merry Christmas, everyone. It's um, it's a time that we sort of we look forward to and we get excited about whenever we're young, and then as we get older, we get much more cynical and stuff like that. And then we reach a stage where we realize it's not about us anymore. It's about the the younger generation. And it's about keeping that that love alive and, and passing it on and I think that's that's something I'm looking forward to doing so he ended his stream talking about love and he says without any of you watching at all then he goes into saying how like the younger generation needs like love and stuff and then he says I look forward to doing that too because he was expecting a child but Little little dude we know and the people watching, he was planning their their murder all along. (sighs) Yeah. It's just wow. It seems as though he is really he really thought that he was so smart and that he was going to get away with this and it didn't work. Because 
Um, he did not get away with it. Stephen was rearrested on January 31st, 2023 and charged with Natalie and baby Dean's murder and was denied bail. The trial is still pending, but there's no motive for the murders, but there are two possible scenarios that have been speculated. The first being Stephen pretended he was ready for a baby, but actually really didn't want one yet or want one at all and a way to get out of the relationship and responsibilities and not to have to take care of little baby Dean. The second speculated motive is that Stephen found out Natalie was in contact with an ex and got angry. It has not been released in which manner um, that she was in, in contact with him, but even if it was romantic or not, she didn't deserve to be killed. Police didn't release what the messages were, but just said it was a possibility for motive. And that's why I think earlier he was saying to reconnect with people because maybe she was yeah. in contact with other people and mm -hmm. he was throwing like a little diss out there saying like, oh, <laughs> reconnect with people. And he got mad or something. Yeah. Um, because that night, um, the night she was murdered, her phone was unlocked nine times mm -hmm. during the time frame of her murder. Then on December 23rd, the community got together and held a vigil on Natalie's road. The community was devastated by her and baby Dean's murder. Natalie's funeral was held on Boxing Day at her parents' home, where hundreds of people came to honor her life and grieve. Then her coffin was taken to St. Coleman's Cemetery to be buried, and they were buried... <laughs> then her coffin was taken to St. Coleman's Cemetery to be buried, and as they were burying her, her favorite band, The Killers, were playing in her honor. I like the band The Killers. I do too. So like that's also another reason like oh she liked the same music as I know. me and I feel like we would love her. <laughs> like, I know. I mean I do love her from yeah, what I've heard about yeah. her. Um but I wanted to end the episode reading some of the comments of what Natalie's friends and family have said and have done um after her brutal murder. So let me pull up some of those um quotes here. Just got to find um a lot of people, um, Natalie's death caused an outcry over violence against women and girls and a march happened. Um, people were bearing messages like justice for Natalie and she was only at home and protesters were wearing pink and blue clothing in her memory. Her family described her as an absolute angel and her brother Will said, all the messages of support we've received from friends and family have been so comforting for the family, myself and personally. The best you couldn't ask for you couldn't uh, the best you couldn't ask for a better sister than natalie always there for you if you wanted her you could always text her she was very much loved her family loved her pets her animals her cats her dogs another person said i was so proud of her activism L lgbt rights and woman rights she was an absolute angel i couldn't have wished for a, a better sister Aww. another person said i want that person to be haunted by natalie's face and the happy beautiful life she had which she will be remembered for another person said i want him to see natalie's face in every shop he walks into every time he turns on the tv another person said he should be haunted by it because he has ended a life which was really just beginning natalie and her partner were so in love they were bringing a new wee person into the world somebody else said every time i bumped into her she always talked about how much she loved her job she never complained, and I am so angry this person is prolonging the trauma of Natalie's family. How can the family even think about living a life without Natalie when they could have answered, have so many unanswered questions? Um, yeah, so a lot of these sound like she was a wonderful person. And another person said, we met when we were four. We were neighbors, and from, from then on, we were joined at the hip. Um somebody i don't know if this is all the same person or if it's just somebody else but like there's quotes it says the mcnally's had an open door policy at their house all the kids in the street all the cousins they took care of all of us minded us fed us and had parties for us and all these quotes just show how much she was somebody else said she was such a happy smiley person and that was all throughout her life so like everybody had nice things to say so yeah. like she did not have any enemies and now i remember what i was gonna say from earlier whenever steven said that person's name i immediately thought there's no way natalie has any enemies she seems like a mm -hmm. person that has like yep. so many people that love her and you can yeah like just like by the way these people are talking about her like you know she was a good person 
Yeah. And you could just tell, honestly. Like, Yeah. She seemed like she would have brightened up a room yeah. the minute she walked into it. And they did have a hearing on May 19th, um, but the judge said that there's going to be so much inf- like information and evidence to go through that the trial might not be for many more months. So Stephen's still in jail at the moment. Um, he was denied bail and stuff, so he's in jail. So that's a good thing that it's yeah, going to the right direction. Once the trial happens and once we find out more information, I'll probably do another episode about this. But I just wanted to bring light to people like Natalie McNally. And I wanted to honor her and show that she was an amazing person. I know I talked a lot about Steven, but really what I wanted people to get out of this is how amazing person Natalie McNally was. Little baby Dean. And little baby Dean didn't get to live his life and she didn't become a mother. And I feel so bad oh about God, that. It just breaks my heart. It does. Um, but I know this episode's probably really long. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably really long. So I apologize. Um but yeah you guys um can find us on instagram facebook spotify spotify um youtube youtube tiktok everywhere pretty much our facebook instagram uh tiktok is at dreadfully twisted podcast um you can listen on spotify anywhere you listen to podcasts Tell your friends to listen if you think that they're into true crime. And then again, if you want us to research cases or go over certain cases, or if you want to tell us your stories, you can email us at dreadfullytwistedpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, please send in some cases if you want us to cover any of those. Yeah. We will definitely do that. Yeah. And, you know, um, spread positivity. Be check kind. Your friends. <laughs> check on your friends. Um, check on your family. Yep. Be kind to other people. You don't know what they're going through. And just be happy. Yeah. Stay positive and spread the word of I don't know, positivity. Positivity <laughs> and love. <laughs> and love. I was thinking about like you know, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can like I was going to say, spread awareness of spread awareness, yeah. cases like this and, you know, be there for other people. But we'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.